harmonia, the ancient word for the union of melody and harmony and the music of the spheres. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval renaissance and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. This hour, Harmonia takes a look at witches and insanity in songs and scenes from late 17th century English stage works. Then later, violinist Ingrid Matthews and harpsichordist Byron Schenkman perform live in recital from Seattle, and Esther Hazy Machine explores Haydn's trios for the baritone. Let's take a quick look back in time, in the Harmonia time capsule. The Empress, a Pope, and Four Seasons, 1725, a year of news and a year to remember. In February, Peter the Great of Russia died at the age of 42. His wife Catherine, formerly known as Empress Consort of all the Russias, became the Empress. Her reign was not an extended one, by any means, because it lasted only two years. She passed away in St. Petersburg at the age of 43 of unknown causes. In other news, the celebrated English poet Alexander Pope published his translation of Homer's Odyssey in 1725, a translation for which he's best remembered, apart from his satirical verses. This wasn't his first Homer translation, however. Several years before, he tackled the Iliad to great acclaim and intense criticism. In Italy, Antonio Vivaldi published a set of violin concertos that included the Four Seasons. Not only are they his most popular and easily recognizable compositions today, but they were just as famous and influential back in the late Baroque period. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1725. I'm Angela Mariani. More about Alexander Pope and other people, events, and music mentioned in this time capsule can be found in Harmonia's online shop at harmoniaearlymusic.org slash shop.
1660, Charles II was crowned King of England. The country had been in a political and parliamentary dictatorship for many years and had now been restored. Hence, a new chapter in English history called the Restoration. It wasn't just the restoration of the monarchy, however, but the return of a culture that had been shut down during the dictatorship. With the reopening of public theaters, plays were performed for a welcoming public, and many new ones were written to satisfy demand. Audiences once again enjoyed the intriguing possibilities that came with a new play, with its multiple plots and its stock characters, including ones that were unpredictable or dangerous, witches, melancholics, and the insane. Witches held a special place in the imagination of the English theatre-goer. Witches and witchcraft had the power to remove balance from life and cause chaos. They were often depicted with their familiars, creatures such as the cat or the owl. Witches were also easily portrayed in groups.
Music from Henry Purcell's opera Dido and Aeneas. 
Les Arts Florissants was led by William Christie in Act Two, Scene One, better known as the Witches' Scene. Another disordered character from Restoration Theatre was the insane person who often went mad after being rejected by a lover. These characters were some of the most colorful and titillating. Madness brought unpredictability. One of the most famous depictions of madness was in Purcell's song from Silent Shades, also known as Bess of Bedlam or Mad Bess.
Soprano Catherine Bott performed Henry Purcell's mad song, Bess of Bedlam. Hundreds of archived episodes, videos, podcasts, and much more can be found online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Welcome back. We've been exploring unruly characters from English Restoration Theater. Now we move on to a recent violin and harpsichord recital given in Seattle. Violinist Ingrid Matthews and harpsichordist Byron Schenkman have been performing as a duo for many years. Not long ago, they gave a recital in Seattle, Washington, that marked their return to the stage after a brief hiatus. Presented by the Early Music Guild and the Seattle Baroque Orchestra, they perform music by a number of composers they're known for, including Bach, Corelli, Leclerc, and others. Both also took solo turns, giving each other the spotlight. One of Schenkman's solos was a suite entitled Euterpe from J.C.F. Fisher's Musical Parnassus.
Harpsichordist Byron Schenkman performed excerpts from J.C.F. Fisher's musical Parnassus, recorded live in Seattle, Washington. The performance comes to us courtesy of the Early Music Guild and the Seattle Baroque Orchestra. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, celebrating 25 years of service to the field of early music, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back to Harmonia. We've been listening to excerpts from a recent recital given by violinist Ingrid Matthews and harpsichordist Byron Schenkman. The program ended with a violin sonata by Baroque composer Francesco Maria Veracini. A contemporary of Vivaldi, Veracini was one of the more well-known Italian violin virtuosos and composers of his day, a reputation made not only from his excellent playing, but from several sets of violin sonatas that he published.
Music of the Italian Baroque. Violinist Ingrid Matthews and harpsichordist Byron Schenkman perform Francesco Maria Veracini's Sonata in A Minor, Opus 1, Number 2. Their live performance was recorded in Seattle and comes to us courtesy of the Early Music Guild and the Seattle Baroque Orchestra. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. Our featured release highlights the baritone, an instrument similar to a viola da gamba. The baritone has six or seven strings that are bowed, plus forty more that are meant to vibrate sympathetically and sometimes are plucked with the thumb. Needless to say, it's difficult to play and not often heard in concert. Joseph Haydn is the most famous composer to write music for it. The Esterhazy Machine has released Volume 1 in a series intending to record all of Haydn's baritone divertimenti. The ensemble is made up of Stephen Dan, viola, Kenneth Slovak, baritone, and cellist Myron Lutsky. The recording comes to us from the Smithsonian Friends of Music label.
Music of Joseph Haydn, the Esterhazy Machine performed excerpts from Haydn's baritone trio in D major from a featured release on the Smithsonian Friends of Music label entitled Baritone Divertimenti, Volume 1. Looking to expand your own early music collection? Each week we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Much of the music you hear on Harmonia, as well as books and early music gift items, are available online at harmoniaearlymusic.org shop. Items purchased through links on our website also support the production of this program. The writer for this edition of Harmonia was Bernard Gordillo. Thanks to our studio engineer Mike Pashkash and our staff, Carrie Boyce, David Wood, Luann Johnson, and Scott Witzke. Additional technical support comes from KOHM at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Listeners who enjoy Harmonia may also enjoy WFIU's Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz Podcast, available for download at WFIU.org with a click on the podcast button. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Christina Kuzmich is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. <laughs>